Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly Presents. Missed it by that much. This week's topic is a it's a, it's a hybrid kind of. Yes. It is the best of the best or the best of the worst and the worst of the best of famous directors, commercials, and music videos. Yes. So here's the thing. I originally conceived this as missed it by that much, without needing the good or bad part, mm-hmm. because the missed it part was. It, you're, this work is going to disappear. No one is going to remember this stuff. No one's ever going to like... They're going to be completists who really worship certain directors who might go back and, and watch mm-hmm. like whatever. But like, it's not like movies where you're going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of David Fincher's Speed Chain commercial. Like that's, not, <laughs> that's not how it goes, except for maybe that one Apple commercial that everyone talks about, like whatever. You know, that it, you know, this work doesn't get talked about, but there was some amazing work getting done in music videos and commercials by directors that are just the top notch. So we're like, let's talk about it before everyone forgets they exist. Or remind them. Right, right. Or <laughs> here's, remind them. Here's, here's a and, refresher. And some of it's surprisingly enlightening on what the directors went on to do, which is interesting. Yeah. You're going to make an argument for someone that I absolutely despise. Well, and, I, and I totally buy it because I did not know he did this commercial. And when I watched the commercial, I I'm agree like, with you. But, like, <laughs> I mean, it was a phenomenon. Right, no, that's what I'm like, saying. I mean, like, it still it's... kind of is. I mean, not as much anymore. But no, like, it's amazing. Everyone, that would work now. Everyone knows. I'll, we'll say that. I'm all in. I'm telling you something. All right, so I'll I'll kick off yes. with this one because this is the director that we both really really love, and I and I yes. will I will explain why it is the um, the worst from the best. Yes, because there is a rhyme and reason behind it. Totally. So and and, and I actually have some backstory with, behind this. So okay. it's actually going to be David Lynch's PlayStation Two commercial. <laughs> I need everyone yes. to know something. Yes. For the longest time, and I went to and I researched. This is where I first went. This back is like to the research. Mandela effect. You were you would have bet all your money. A thousand, yep. like I would have. I swear to God, like I would have went <laughs> all fucking in. Yep. I thought David Lynch did the PlayStation Three commercials, mm-hmm. which were notoriously fucking weird. Right. It was like a baby sitting in a white room. His head cranks. He starts blinking, making noises. I think there's a Rubik's cube that like solves itself at one point in time. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. And so I went to go Google it, and I couldn't find where it said David Lynch. Uh, directed it. Okay. But then they were like, David Lynch's PlayStation 2 commercial. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, so I was wrong that he didn't, and maybe he A did. A whole generation I, off. I, of, yeah, I still, right. I still cannot confirm or deny with my Google foo whether or not he did it. Right. But like, those commercials almost make too much sense. Yeah. So I would, I, if I wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't him, but if it is, I'm not going to be as shocked either. I have never seen a PlayStation 4 commercial, so I'm watching it while you're talking. Well, the PS4s that came out. Wait no, the PS4 is out. PS5 is coming out. I don't know what right. they did for PS4, but this, this, That's so, what I'm so the weird, at, ba- like the weird garbage. baby one that was for the PlayStation 3. It looks totally normal. It just looks like a demonstration of what's going to happen. Oh yeah, that's the PS4 commercial. Yeah. those got no. Those are weird. Like, but they, but or, those make they're more, not weird. Those make more. Weird. Yeah, those yeah. make more sense. Right. 
they're not as artistic, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> because right. that's David Lynch talking right. about. Right. Uh, so I thought he was did these PlayStation Three commercials, mm-hmm. which were weird. And I remember like sitting in history class in high school talking to my friends, like, "What the fuck is this commercial?" Yep. He didn't do those apparently. <laughs> And my research led me to an actual Blood Demon Legend. Well, he must have influenced who did. I think he very, I think right. he very much did. So it turns out he did PlayStation Two commercials, mm-hmm. and there was one in particular that was about a minute long, and there were some other ones that he was credited for. Like one was a dog sleeping, and then mm-hmm. his feet start kicking, mm-hmm. and then it goes enter the third place PlayStation Two, and that one was weird. I feel like any third place, anything that said third place was him, it had to be. It's so weird because the third place idea mm-hmm. makes sense for David Lynch, but this is the second place, at least on brand, <laughs> called the second place. Like, you know, makes some sense out of the goddamn <laughs> thing. But I'll say this. So the reason I say it's the worst uh, from the best yes. is because it's David Lynch. Yes. And this, honestly, this commercial works better as like a Twin Peaks cock tease. Like that totally. is what this... Right. That, that is because it has the dude in the suit. Yep. He's giving the thumbs up. Yep. You go to a weird room with a bunch of people who aren't talking act, like an actual language. Right. And my reasoning for putting it in the worst category is because, because it I, annoyed you at the time. I didn't know it existed at the time. <laughs> oh, I, right. I thought the ones that existed were <laughs> right. the ones apparently he didn't direct. Right. right. So what I so what I did for this one is I put myself in the shoes of like because I remember where I was. Mm-hmm. I even remember like the language I used when we first opened up our PlayStation 2. I grew up as a Nintendo kid. Right. Not Sega. I was always Nintendo. And then we made the jump to PlayStation and then mm-hmm. Xbox. And I remember like p- playing the PS2. And so I, I was watching this commercial through the lens of young Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking if I had seen this commercial as a kid, as a buyer of like, I'm going to buy the next generation of video <laughs> game consoles. Who has my money? Right. If I had watched this commercial... Over the Xbox, You're like nope, never nope, get that. Never, <laughs> never gonna get it because, because like, like I was like growing up playing Mario and all this other mm-hmm. stuff, and then I'm gonna watch this commercial where a dude is like getting covered in smoke. He yeah. goes into a room where this dude has like no face, but he's kind of talking, and then a duck starts screaming. That you just described every David Lynch thing ever, which is weird because I like that in the context of I'm watching a David right, Lynch right, right, thing, right, but right, in totally. the in the consumerism world yeah. of I'm going to spend my hard earned cash on something. So there's a this raises a couple questions. I didn't think to do this in advance for this concept, but it would be interesting to know whether those commercials work, especially in light of our theory that it influenced the next generation of commercials because they wouldn't have done it again. Yeah, they would have gotten if it hadn't weirder. worked, right? Right. Yeah. So I wonder if it worked. I don't know. I can't. I well, can't if it say. was in fact him doing the ps3 then well i will say this the playstation 2 is like the highest sold console of all time whether or not he had any David influence Lynch, you did it but i, th- I think i think we can, i think he did do an advertisement Lynch, series for it so right, he, he, right. he is a little bit of that rocket well fuel. and you can personally be like that wouldn't have worked on me but maybe it would work and you know in a broader that because that's a very very niche move marketing wise right you're you're, yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. like make something really really strange and either people are going to absolutely love it, or they're just going to absolutely despise it. It's you know because like you, you instantly either like or don't like David Lynch. He's not like a hey, I'll give him a chance a couple times for kind of person. And there there are commercials where like they don't show you the product. Like I think that famous Ridley Scott Apple yep. commercial, like, they don't show you the totally. Apple product. I don't think. And like the cologne commercials, perfume commercials were all legendarily weird, right? So like, yeah, there's always like coyotes running around, in the, <laughs> in those right. and people whispering in, yeah. in Latin and. <laughs> Dior. <laughs> exactly so like you know there, it, it wasn't like he had the corner he didn't corner the market on on weird but this was very weird so it, i would be interested to know whether they worked right like yeah. we don't know that second thing is is that 
The third place, so I watched, we watched the behind the scenes of making of this. this yeah, it was like a seven minute documentary. First of all, David Lynch is just fucking charming, as always. Just like incredibly. There's a, there's a part in it. Did you see the part where he goes, he's directing it and he goes, okay, wind, water, fire. And they load up the fire and he goes, that's fucking beautiful. <laughs> and then the whole crew starts laughing because it's David Lynch just like musing to himself, like yeah. how, how excited he is. But so like, like they probably didn't expect it for a moment. But but um, in this thing, they explain that the third place is this odd concept that David Lynch made up, apparently, where the world is one place, and then the the n- not world or paranormal or whatever is the other place Mm -hmm. and the third place is in between it so third place is like his purgatory like if you think heaven and hell like whatever and he was like third place is where he lives well he where he lives is weird right which is no surprise but what's weird about it is like watching it as a piece of entertainment Mm -hmm. itself i like but like (laughs) that shit would not convince me right i did see he had because people used to i remember like before youtube was big Celebrities would do like commercials over mm-hmm. in Japan and stuff like that because I guess they would pay a shit ton of money for yep. it. There was like some Twin Peaks coffee commercials. Yeah, and oh, but like they're yeah. playing the theme song and it's like Dale Cooper with like you know a Japanese yeah. guy and like those commercials make more sense. Like I, like I will buy <laughs> David Lynch coffee again from Whole Foods. Well, I agree with you. I would only counter with there he there was more energy in that back then as a big David Lynch fan I'm just I'm just being honest right so like this latest stuff that he's releasing particularly the 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 talking rabbit in him or whatever the hell that was that came out recently oh the Jack Netflix or whatever thing, yeah. yeah the, the Netflix monkey. The, the monkey yeah. right the monkey like I would take what is happening in this commercial over the monkey short I agree I agree. Time, so like that's. But would you buy a PlayStation Two? <laughs> I mean, I would have because I, I like weird stuff. But I don't know that. I don't know that. I I don't know what the context of. I mean, they obviously thought it was a good idea to go really weird back then, and I'm wondering if there was a weird batch of commercials just selling everything back then. Video game commercials were pretty bonkers around that area right but he is on the bonker you know funny bonkers, though so. i just realized i fell into his trap too where like it's so weird that like he they, every time. And, and i'm talking and it's still living that son of a bitch you know what i'm gonna order i'm gonna instacart some of his coffee <laughs> okay oh, today i was you're gonna ebay a playstation too uh, um, <laughs> no no so that's my that's good, my first good choice though because in all honesty I, there are there are things that I was researching for this podcast where I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, that's that's among the best things I've ever seen this person do. And that did not happen when I watched The Lynch Road. When I watched The Lynch Road, I'm like, well, you know, that was weird. But, like, he, he needs space and time to sort of live in a world mm-hmm. where you – where you, because – you know, the weirdness is if you don't have a taste for weirdness, which I do, but if you don't natively have a taste for weirdness, like you're a little alienated from his world and it's the little touches. It's like the swaying and the stoplight and the wind in the trees or whatever. When you get that atmosphere, you feel and the smell of the coffee and the apple pie, then all of a sudden you're, you can, you're there because he anchors the weirdness with all this normal like tactile stuff, but that doesn't work in thirty seconds. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah, like he didn't. It, I don't think he works in that form. Some people, like the other person you're going to mention, thirty seconds of him is enough, and it's like perfect. Somehow, right. more than enough. <laughs> but it's but it's kind of cool because like you know he that it suits him right. So mm-hmm. but not David Lynch. So that's um, my that's the first. All right, that's super cool. So like I, I I'm gonna. 
because my other two things are music videos. So I'm just going to match you commercial to commercial. Cool. Right? So, uh, but as we discovered, there's a tie-in from one of my choices to one of my other choices crazy. That, I, that I'll, I'll hit in a minute. But so I, I there are, there, there, I was torn between two David Fincher commercials. There's one called Speed Chain, which I won't go to, into because I didn't pick it, but it was, it, there was, it's literally, the concept of it was literally the evolution of speed starting with amoeba and then it comes on the land and then a snake and then a horse and then a person running in a and then a sports car and a jet etc etc so it was like the evolution of speed shot like super clean and perfect like david fincher would but there's amazing little touches in it that are just like as always with him it's the details right 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 right. but the commercial i liked better was the one called fate leave nothing which was for nike and it was where you're basically spending time with two football players and you see them literally in the cradle at the beginning each and then they're they're set in motion so as little kids they're playing and then as younger uh, adults they're starting to play sports and then they they get more and more accomplished and you even see other stuff like sometimes they're in class taking notes and you're basically just they're growing up but one is going from the left of the screen to the middle of it and one is going from the right of the screen to the middle of it right and it keeps cost cutting to the other the one person's always heading left to right and one person's always heading right to left and it's at the last second that you realize when the sports teams the football teams enter the stadium and then they they call the whistle and the play starts and you see the two players that you've been following their whole lives in 20 seconds are heading straight towards each other and then they collide and there's no give no one gives ground right so they just go out of bounds as a tie it's a draw because they're equally prepared and they're equally great and they were meant to to be at this moment where they stop each other right and it's just it's mind-boggling that he can pack that amount of storytelling and that amount of imagery and all that stuff into a minute or a minute nine or whatever that ultimately you know and it's cut to the uh uh, this is the good, the bad, the, the ugly. music, yeah, yeah. The, like that. It makes me well that, but it makes me think of Quentin Tarantino now all the time because anytime you hear music like that with that kind of whistling, evo- whistling, evocative music, it's always something Tarantino be playing when like Jamie Foxx shows up or whatever. But so the 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 storytelling in the commercial is amazing. But what what was really cool to me was what made me pick it as like the best thing to put in here was it was the little details of and I had to. This is weird to say about a TV commercial, but I had to watch it three times to get it, right? So, like, I got the concept of them heading towards each other. And it gives you chills when you think about... It it makes sense on first viewing visually as a sports commercial. Totally, absolutely. Sports, 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 clash Nike. Right, absolutely. Exactly right. And you kind of get the concept of... They're heading towards each other, and what's if I had made the commercial because I'm an idiot, I would have made it chronologically, just birth or whatever. But he's flashing back and forth, and it's because he knows where to put things, like like no one else, right? Like so, it's not chronological. You're with them as kids, and all of a sudden you see an adult, and then you're back to kid, and like only he knows why he has to do it that order. But it's perfect. It's perfect the way he did it. But what I didn't realize, and what was amazing, was to realize that one of these players is a running back and one of these players is a linebacker. So they're playing offense and defense. And when you go back and look at it, the things the kid was doing as an offensive player 
were evasive. He was that's sneaking right. he's jumping in over the, wa- the sprinklers doors and-, and someone like like he's when something someone goes to high five him and he gets it with perfect coordination and then someone tries to you know hit him on the shoulder and he just evades it like as a kid like as eight years old like whatever and the Damn. other one when he's playing he goes Rawr, like Godzilla and he's like a little kid and he jumps up and he just lands on the coffee table in the middle of the room of his family and just crushes it. But you, it's not until I rewatched it that I realized that he was giving the traits of the defensive kid the defensive stopping power traits. And the offensive kid was the one that no one could catch or touch. Damn. But it was so subtle that it worked out perfectly. So, And cut! <laughs> and, and we're live and again! Cut. And we're live again. Okay, so that was David Lynch's Nike... Uh, David Fincher's David Nike Fincher's commercial, yep. I always do I always do that. I always get Finch and David Finch and, and yeah. David Lynch. Lynch... And Finch? Finch. Fincher. <laughs> See, I Lynch just, and Finch. That's, that always happens. That should be like a cop show. What would you, what would they, I wonder what a commercial director a would, combined, both of them would look like. Oh my God. I was just thinking. That'd I, be I chaos on set. Yeah, I, can't, I wouldn't like that one. Can't even imagine. But I also yeah. liked, I, was, I do like that commercial because it had the dude from the Steelers with the crazy hair who did the head and shoulders. Well, yeah. I love that guy. Yep. I love the guy, and he's so like you. Can, like anytime he was on the field, like you knew exactly where it was because he just had this big bushy hair, totally out of the background. And he, he, you, I mean, his intensity. They were showing them like arriving in the buses or whatever, and he's he's kind of a goofy looking guy. But when they when Fincher goes close up on his eyes, you're like, oh, I'm not getting in his way. You know what I love about it though is too is that commercial is how it ends like lightning like when they clash mm-hmm. together like you feel all the training like those dudes yep. did their entire lives like yep. like they didn't skip out on nothing like they nope. showed up every day in that one moment like just that that bang that loud yep. thunderous clash and it's it was there's like an appreciation afterwards that they show to each other or whatever because it's it's there's no hostility in it it's like the best of sports you know it's yes. not like which is which is it's just it's just epically well done I wonder how I would do a commercial like that. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, I would have just done it chronologically, and it would have yeah. to be crap. I was thinking about what you were saying. I was like, well, how would I do it? And then, like, you're like, well, I certainly probably wouldn't do it like a master like <laughs> David Fincher. There's a reason he's David Fincher. What's well, your next pick? His Madonna video. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I know that's not your next I'm pick. I'm just kidding. You know what's funny, though? I, I was going to try to do... Um, Zack Snyder's Michael McRomance video, but right. at the time we were super into metal, and I was like, "I would not listen to Michael McRomance. I'm listening to Arch Enemy, Cradle of Filth. I remember that time. In Flames. I'm not listening to them. That song. Now that I'm an adult, I'll give a shit. That song's pretty good. That song's pretty. <laughs> that song's catchy. Like, I'll can, say it. I can admit it. That song's catchy, and I think that was like before he was doing like uh, movie movies, right? Which is crazy. So I almost put Zack Snyder on there. Okay. Mainly because he's back in the news because he's getting a Snyder cut. Indeed. Uh, was there anyone? Oh, there was a lot of uh, Spike Jones stuff. Yep. I almost put in. Um, well, I, I really, he did a music video for Weezer for Island in the for Sun. For Buddy Holly? Or? I think he, he might have done Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly feels like him. Uh, but I know he also did Island in the Sun. Okay. Which is where they're just playing with really cute like baby tigers and chimpanzees. I remember, yeah. It's adorable. Um, but I had to do the worst who made the best. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I know about this is because I've been watching a bunch of master classes recently because they're, they're pretty goddamn entertaining. Totally. And there's one in particular I really liked with two marketing dudes up in San Francisco called Goodby 
and Silverstein. Mm-hmm. And I keep I keep calling him Gooby because that's a <laughs> meme where it's like Gooby, please, and it's like this derpy looking, goofy, like harming Dolan Duck. It's a whole thing. That's awesome. Um, but they're fascinating. They're absolutely fascinating. They talk about like. Uh, how they did a campaign for Nike as well. Uh, they did the uh, for, they did they did the advertisements when Nike Nike came out with skateboarding shoes, and okay. they did a really cool advertisement where it was like skate because uh, uh, with a lot of skaters, uh, skateboarding is not a crime. Right. Cops always stop them. They're running away from mall cops. It's always a lot of fun. In fact, yeah. half of my TikTok now is skateboarders <laughs> like fucking with Karens. That makes sense. Um, and so they did. They did an advertisement for that where they were stopping people doing normal activities, making it a crime. So like they would stop joggers, and they're like, "This isn't a crime." I'm like, "Yeah, well, neither is skateboarding." Right. They did another ad that I think everyone is probably somewhat familiar with mm-hmm. for the. I think it was. I don't know if it was the National Milk Association or the California National Milk, milk Council. Was that? I think it was. I think it was national. Uh, they did the Got Milk. That's amazing. Campaign. They invented got. Can you imagine being like, I invented got milk. It's it's like impressive and weirdly not at the same time. Yeah, it? yeah, because like, it's it's so well known. It's so well known. <laughs> right, they talk right. about like like because they talk they have a section where they talk about font and like they took the font this a certain type of font and they just stretched it out a little bit and yeah. it just gave it like a characteristic. Yeah. So they did a got milk commercial. Right. Ovs. They didn't do the milk mustache one though. They said that was someone else's. Okay. But they loved it. <laughs> Fair. Um, they also didn't trademark got milk. A lot of people would try to trademark it and like make money oh. off of it. But they were like, if we don't trademark it, everyone could just use it and it blows up everywhere. And that means we did our job successfully. Wow. Which is really kind of cool. Take. So they did a got milk commercial. Yes. Directed by a up and coming director, yes, who has probably got one of the kindest souls. <laughs> oh yeah, legendary, legendarily her. nice right. guy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not no, an no asshole the slightest. That would be Michael Bay's Aaron Burr <laughs> commercial, which is also a little bit more relevant today, I think, for our generation because of Hamilton. Like, yes. if I had seen this commercial back in the day, I wouldn't really give him a shit. Yeah, he got really lucky. He didn't use Jefferson or something. He used the one founding father to be relevant in 2020. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um. And, well, the reason we know Aaron Burr is because of Hamilton. He right. sh- uh, he shot Alexander Hamilton, and he was not that great of a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but the commercial itself I, is it's the worst because it's Michael Bay. Yes. Even though I have a lot of respect, he has his own visual style, yes. and like that. You there is some. You're the least accolade. negative of this pairing. You, yeah, 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 yeah. There so. there are some accolades to have when totally. you have a visual style. Totally. But he's got no he's got no story. <laughs> well, he, and he also has only a couple visual style tricks that he's done over very true. and over and over. Right? Very true. But this commercial, yes. is really good. Yeah, I <laughs> hate Michael Bay, and this commercial is really good, dude. Okay, so the, the the premise of the commercial is there's a guy eating like a peanut butter sandwich, something mm-hmm. really, really, really dry, and mm-hmm. he is an Aaron Burr fanatic. He even has like the bullet. That That's killed. what makes it. Yeah. He has the bullet and like a he castle. He has the gun set. Yeah, and they're like, like dueling stands, um, at each other, and then he's listening to the radio, and they go for. It's something like a prize amount of money. Yep. It's like for a million dollars, who shot Alexander Hamilton? Right, and he's it's like, like a morning zoo kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Calling a, they call so a he, random number. He calls the number. The radio picks up. And they go, "Who did?" No, they it? call him. Oh, that's okay. Right. So they, he he gets on. That's the phone. how lucky he, he is. He gets the on the world's r- Aaron Burr fanatic gets a call where the trivia answers Aaron Burr, and he picks up the phone and he goes, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> And the whole the whole premise of it is, is his mouth is so dry he's mm-hmm. he's parched he has nothing to wash down mm-hmm. that sandwich but he he his glass of milk is empty he mm-hmm. he has no milk he, he has some milk he has like a little he has a, a tiny bit of milk because I think that's one of my favorite parts of this commercial yeah he has like a sip <laughs> because here's the thing that milk when he pours that milk 
into that glass. I swear to God, I only watched it once, but I swear to God, that milk looked like crap. Like, it looked like it was sitting in water. It looked like, because it just, like, three drops come out into his sad little glass. You know, like, whatever. And I was like, this commercial is selling a product and making the product look like crap, and it's working. You know what? Okay. That's amazing. So the commercial is shot really well. The, the yeah. set design of this commercial is great, because it's wall-to-wall totally. air, air and burst. So even just, like, a frame of it, like, you understand what they're trying to say. Yep. And the cool thing is, is they talk about how they came up with Got Milk. And they mm. say... Um, you only realize, you only notice milk when you don't have any. Oh, that's so genius. Otherwise, it's just always in your fridge. That's so and genius. so that's where Got Milk came from. Right. Like, do you have milk? Right. And that, I just, this commercial is just, it still holds up today. I saw it in the Masterclass. I watched it again before I recorded it. And, like, it still holds up as a great commercial. It is, it's short. It tells you a story, yep. and it's 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 not it's not a greasy commercial like we're like I I say greasy commercial because of advertising now a lot of it's right. social advertising where it's like influencers like buy this pill and you'll yep. shit seven pounds out <laughs> right. like like no. it, like it's it's artistic yep. it, it, it has a vision yep. and the fact that that vision came from Michael Bay and it's perfectly executed is baffling. Well, no, it's not baffling. I think he should make thirty second pieces for the rest of his life. I think that's his perfect. I mean, if time they were frame, that right? if they were that quality, right? Like I think I'd that's how. Much story he has in him. <laughs> Thirty true. seconds at a time. With if he did the commercial now, <laughs> milk would blow up behind oh him and do that big I mean, sweeping oh. camera movement. If he did the commercial now, we'd meet like Aaron Burr's great grandfather and get like backstory <laughs> awfulness. It would be terrible. No, it was actually perfect. And the, I was telling you before the little because here's the thing: everyone thinks visual when they think Michael Bay, right? Mm -hmm. But my favorite thing about that entire commercial is the sound. It's the sad sound of Aaron Burr after they <laughs> hang, yeah. they hang up on him. You did that. I can't you know. So at the end when he 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 can't get a syllable out of right. his mouth he goes Aaron Burr because <laughs> his mouth is just Yeah but it's wistful because they hang up and he's like Aaron Burr. Yeah it's 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 perfect. It's just done perfectly. And the anguish the guy has on his face. Yeah, you feel like you know this guy. Everyone has it. Every town has this guy. Everyone has Yeah, a, of course know. he knows the answer. Right. He's that, he's that, he's that right. dork. He's kind of annoying. Right. But he, he has the answer. Right. But And this is the moment where his, all his knowledge accumulated about a useless it would be like It would be like the Fincher commercial where they're about to collide mm -hmm. and one trips and falls on his face. <laughs> That's what that is. It's super well done. I think it's, I think it's the crowning jewel of Michael Bay's career. I honestly, I don't disagree with you, man. I mean, like that. I know he's done some car commercials, and I'm sure those are equally, you know, vapid and excellent. But um, not as good as that one, though. Yeah, that's that is storytelling at its I don't finest. Know what to tell you, I am gonna throw to someone you've already mentioned, which is Spike Jones. So I I brought two videos. One sort of an honorable mention. So I, I guess I should deal with that first, but I'm too excited about Weapon of Choice. So I'm going to talk about Weapon of Choice. So Spike Jones' Weapon of Choice is the Christopher Walken dance video that you didn't know you needed, that you really needed. Oh, right? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Fatboy Slim. It's Christopher Walken. He's just sitting in a chair. The music starts, and he starts moving his shoulders a little bit. And then he gets up and, and he starts dancing and it's just glorious Christopher Walken, weird dancing magic. And then it gets surreal. Like he lifts off into the air. He starts flying through the hotel. I'll get to it in a second. But so what, what, what absolutely is amazing to me about this music video is when I rewatched it, and I don't know if it's because we live in darker times. I don't know if it's because like COVID and all the riots and all the stuff is like whatever. But this 
commercial has such a dark i mean this video has such a dark undertone to it and it's not that it's a dark message and it's, it's a fun video and it's just a fun mm -hmm. thing but, but so what i i watched the behind the scenes of of spike jones working with christopher walken and i think this is pretty common knowledge now even though it wasn't for a long time but christopher walken started in broadway he's an accomplished tap dancer he never got to dance but spike jones just did a treatment for a video sent it off to him for on behalf of Fatboy Slim, had no expectation that Christopher Walken would say yes. Christopher Walken had scheduling problems, whatever. But he made it happen because he's like, I never get to dance. And it was my, wow. fir my first love. And he is an incredible dancer. There are scenes in this where you swear that it's a stunt person. It is not. He is doing the dance, the big Hollywood dance moves on the luggage carrier when it spins around. That's him. When he's doing like, when he's doing like jump onto tables, off tables, that's him. Like he's an amazing dancer in his own right. So that, first of all, just how mind blowing is that? Second of all, the joy that he dances with is just unbelievable. It's like, it's like a kid discovering their absolute favorite flavor of all time. Just this look on his face. But here, so here's the thing that's amazing about this to me though is, Spike Jones said he got the idea from this because his dad was like, I don't know, like a traveling salesman. I forget what he said he did, but he was traveling all the time. And he said he was always at a Ramada he spent his, <laughs> or a Marriott. He was like, my, my dad spent his whole life in like Marriott and Ramada. So he goes, I, I was trying to think through what it was like to be him during that time before he retired. Like when he was just always in like these big elegant but kind of empty hotel room so it's kind of like a friendly version of the overlook from the shining but this this mm. dance thing is set in this cavernous gorgeous dark empty cold hotel right and it just focuses in on christopher walken sitting in a chair and the music starts and his like his head starts to move just slightly to the music and his shoulders start to twitch a little and then he just rises up out of the chair and you just see this guy it's like spike jones thinking through his dad being like i'm gonna daydream something amazing in this chair because if i have to sit in one more of these hotel rooms for one more minute i'm gonna go crazy right right and it's just this burst of joy and he's just dancing and doing all these moves in these incredible elegant double mirrored hallways and these chandeliers and everything but everything behind him is huge and he's so small mm. everything behind him is massive and empty and halfway through the commercial i'm like am i watching the dance version of 2001 like everything <laughs> behind him felt like the universe i was right. like i don't remember that from this video but he was so like dwarfed by like you're gonna be at at speaking at conventions for the rest of your life vibes behind him and he was like nope i'm gonna have fun <laughs> i'm a dance no, dad I'm a, I'm, a dance. I'm gonna do it and then there's this incredible moment to wrap it up where he starts flying through the air and bouncing off the walls or whatever where you realize you're just in a full hollywood big lebowski dance number you know sequence like right. thing which it feels like the big lebowski bowling thing for a minute like when the way gets, he's like kind of, yeah when yeah. it gets surreal right so like but there's this moment where he's on the on the thing and he's about to he's about to like finish it so he pushes off and there's this painting of a sailboat behind him that should be dumb it should be like the worst dumb five dollar piece of artwork you see in a hotel room mm -hmm. But just by fact of blowing it up gargantuan and putting the most joyous Christopher Walken ever in front of it, it becomes beautiful somehow. It's like a beautiful painting, even though it should be garbage. And then he flies towards this vase with these red roses and everything in this video 
is like the hotel's sad attempt to make you feel a little less sterile and artificial. Like your life doesn't completely suck. It's like that up in the air movie with George Clooney. It's that like, like there's these, these travel binders on the table and Christopher Walken kicks them off. And then there's this sad vase of roses where if you put one little rose in this big dark room, the size of a football field, it's like, you're not even trying. Like I'm going to put a little color in here. Like one rose, every Thanks. thousand yards of, you know, space like whatever but because he flies straight towards it smiling and sticks the landing right in front of it that little splash of color becomes so hopeful like it's amazing what's happening in this video just like with three elements working and then the most unexpected thing happens and i remember it rattled me when i first saw the video and i'm like am i just overthinking it because i always do and i must have been but like he just goes back to his chair sits down and looks like suicidally depressed and it cuts out like what the way it ends he just sags back into um back to my life and then it cuts out and you're like whoa and Chris, no. i don't think anyone remembers that i think everyone who's ever like if you anyone it's always him like, dancing yeah it's him. any clip you yeah, see it's always him doing yeah, this move he's doing right? that one where he's it's like not the, the camera. back to like my you know traveling salesman life ending or whatever it's it's a very weird note to end it on. So just for the the fact that it's weirder than you remember there it, is some, it's also more fun than you remember it. But possible. there is something dark about Spike Jones. Like yeah, oh totally. There's 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 something of course. There's yeah, something twisted. Even right. even his cameo like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, like, or like just, being John Malkovich. All those things. They're darks. I mean, he he's not Paul Thomas Anderson, but he does dark stuff. But like this one is such the perfect balance of like dark and f- just fun and when they asked Mike Jones why he did this he was like I just always want to do like a Hollywood style music thing like whatever it's just out of pure joy That's but cool. he also is such a great artist that he can't just do it flat like it's just like I was saying about the Fincher commercial where you know one of the things that was magic about the football commercial was to me is that I'm used to screens as being like a flat square and the fact that left and right became meaningful and interesting again is refreshing right? right because usually you're just looking at a flat square it doesn't matter what's where really like you know when you're watching it but but in this case direction mattered right and he christopher walking flying around in this video is like it's like you're watching an epic movie like a lawrence of arabia but of like one sad dude <laughs> so anyway i, I was like really taken with it thought it was amazing you ever see mm-hmm. him and uh jackass no oh i gotta show you clips of him and johnny knoxville would get in these Incredible, incredible old people Why make don't up. I remember that. And Jai Knoxville would be the old guy, and Spike Jones would be an old lady. And the gag was she would get out of a car, and the dress would snag the, her her dress, and then so she's just butt ass naked at a <laughs> at, at like a diner, at like a restaurant with like an outdoor seating area. So it's just this na- saggy boobs, <laughs> and like just oh. not like it looks like the woman from The Shining. You know, Amazing. like just not good. And the people like put like paper, uh, newspaper over her. They're like, oh, we'll get you a cab. <laughs> but it's him. That it's is the- so weird. I feel like I, I mean, I, th- I feel like I remember seeing Jay. I just don't remember that, but I'll, I'll check it I'll out. Show, I'll show you the clips. Okay. Fucking hilarious. Um, okay. So those are my two big picks. I have one honorable mention that yes. kind of blows my mind. I don't have a lot of stock in it, but it, I thought it was curious when I saw it. Um, we love Brian De Palma. Yes. Who doesn't love Carrie? Uh, who doesn't love the uh, what was that John Travolta sound mixing film we did for Craig Blowout, Blowout, Kill, Untouchables. Oh my God, he's uh, even his stuff that's not appreciated like Femme Fatale is amazing. 
Well, one of his things that probably shouldn't be. Probably. I just it's not my. Oh, it should have been forgotten. No, this is horrible. I'm with you. Bruce Springsteen music video dancing, for dancing in, the in the dark. So anyone who's seen that video right now, you're hearing the song in your head and you're seeing like the they're dumb doing dance the dance. Moves. They they're know the, the dance. Yeah, it's just like dancing. In the- so the argument <laughs> that. is that works because it's so meme tastic. Like you can instantly picture that dumb meme, that dumb dance. But it's a. T- it was a terrible video at the time. It's a it's just, terrible song, by the way. Yeah, it's not a good song, but like, there's just no, there's no Brian De Palma flavor in there. No, it's it. No, it's baffling. Like, I would love to see a five minute behind the scenes making of that because I imagined him staggering in drunk. Like. Yeah, or he's just like <laughs> staring at a wall or something. Like there's just there's no trace of Brian De Palma in that. No, thing. why? Yeah, no. What happened? Like why? Like there's no that because that's the thing is all like David Fincher's attention to detail is in that is in that commercial right? Like mm-hmm. Spike Jones is like gentle darkness is in the the weapon of choice but like there's no brian de palma detected in this. and it's just it's the weirdest fucking thing and like you like we were talking about before like music videos back then like a lot of them like if they did like a um a live concert music video like if iron maiden did one yep it would be of them at a big arena yep. rocking the fuck out yep this is one where it's like kind of half like Spring where they're Sting telling concert. you a story narrative story intertwined with the concert which might have been original then. I don't remember if that was original. I mean, it's got, if so, that's the only explanation. It's for got it. like a, a couple. It's got a shit ton of views on YouTube. Even for like a video made sure. back then. For sure. now, for it to have that kind of. Well, like, it's a memory nostalgia thing. For sure. But it's just. Because the only thing I can say in defense of this video, and I thought the video was terrible, is that it's super memorable. Like I said, as soon as you, well, and as soon you, as br- you told me you were picking it, I was I pictured the dance moves. I pictured yeah, everyone the pictures. Clothes. Everyone pictures Courtney Cox. I pictured right. I, it was just you know gave us Gale. But I did, I'm not convinced at all that if um, Fred De Palma had directed that video, that it would mean any difference. Like. I would still remember it, like the clothes, still, the, the like the dance. If like <laughs> anyone who ever directed that video, I like, I just keep believe they did the dance, and he wasn't like cut. Bruce, come here. What the fuck was that dance? <laughs> what was that? But I'm wondering if there's subtleties in there that makes it so memorable that only knows he knows he did. Because I, I think hundred percent of that is the fact that it's Bruce. <laughs> I think I, I think that's be. what that is. It must be because I rewatched Bonfire of the Vanities recently, which is one of Hollywood's most famous disasters, directed by Brian De Palma. And um, you know there are that movie is terrible, but there are scenes where the visuals are so amazing, and you're like, there he is. And then yeah, I was waiting for and, one of those. I forget right. what it's called, but it's the things like you put over the lens, so like like this is in focus, and then that's in focus. Like sure. throw in one of those. Sure, I think it doesn't matter. Nothing, just throw it in there. there just was, just just stamp there was, it a little. There was nothing for you. So that would be my worst. Did you of the worst. play Need for Speed Underground or something? Yeah, I used to love. It. Was that the one where I think I think that might be the one where they had Brooke. Burke was a model in that game. Okay, so I've never played the game, but I am told that the Crystal Method song that is the video that was my honorable mention was in the game. I'm not told. It was told. I was told in 300 I, comments on YouTube. That I know Crystal Method from the Resident Evil soundtrack. That was my introduction. Ah, uh, okay. Because because so this the, Gore Verbinski, unbeknownst to me, did a video for Crystal Method and. The reason he did it was he said that he 
and I think it's called Born Too Slow. And I think he said that he had heard the song and he was like, I just had to direct a video for it, which is great. That's you cool. love when someone just comes to life and they're like, I love that song so much. I want to be the one that puts visuals to it, you know, because I don't know that he did any other videos or I couldn't find any other that he did. But like, first of all, I think Gore Verbinski is under talked about or appreciated. Like he just, The Ring is one of my favorite horror remakes of all time, right? Like yeah, he kickstarted Pirates of the Caribbean. So like, I mean, he's just, right. Whoa. Like, right. <laughs> well, and the first Pirates of the Caribbean is a legitimate masterpiece. Yeah. Like the franchise went to the, I remember watching that for the first to time. To hell after that. But like, it's a, I mean, that is legitimately a great movie, but you know, he just has a real interesting flavor. Even when he fails, like I, I think in No Cure for Wellness, like the visuals are interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So when I discovered he did this video, I thought it was really cool. But he really, um, and, and, so you remember Moybridge, the guy who did the running horse, the first motion picture thing yes. you can picture in your head, like the running man, and it's just squares of film and the horse is like you know so like it's literally the very first motion picture and i love when anyone can like play with that i remember andy warhol did prints that were like that you know like i love when anyone can like make that fresh and that's what this video starts with is like those little squares but then he breaks out of the square and this digital guy gets out into the world and he's just on a mission he's just going like you know you don't know where he's going but he's just definitely on a mission and apparently, there, it turns out there were two of them, and they're headed at each other, like the fate <laughs> the commercial from David Fincher. <laughs> right. Left or from one's headed from the left, and one's headed from the right, and they're headed for a confrontation. Although it's the world's most hilarious confrontation. It is very because brief. it's a, they hit one hits one in the face, the other hits the one in the face. One does a dance move in response, and the other one kicks them in the nuts. So like that's even the design of the alien weird creature is. Cool. Yeah, it's cool and st weird, like legitimately st still weird the way it's designed. Crystal because Mother had a, a kind of a off kilter sound. Yes. Too. Totally, so like it totally. fit it fit the design of like what those do. Yeah, because look it like. looks glitchy and they're like the the Grainy, the digital yeah. are fading in and out and but there's this incredible shots of the figures like one's him going up like an overpass on a on a freeway and it's just like these shots are you know magnificent but what. What really sold that to me, although not enough to make it my like official pick, was when the buildings start dancing. <laughs> like now you're in a truly weird place where the buildings are in rhythm to the music and the digital guys are are have broken out loose and you don't know why they why they've done it. But uh, just the fact that that it was enigmatic enough to tell you a story but not tell you a story, although it was over, I felt like it was one of those Twilight episodes. Zone episodes I didn't quite get, you know, like, right, 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 right. Like right. I don't know what the moral exactly is. I got my finger on it, but I can't exactly nail it down, you know. And it had yeah. that feel, and and it was it it matches the song perfectly. And I just thought it was a really fun, really visual, like a lot of visual flair, but in in with a weird twist, like. In between a Fincher, if, matter of fact, that's where I'll end it. Is just it feels like if David Fincher, or David Lynch had a kid, it would have been Gore Verbinski, like somewhat normal, still a little weird. You Trying know, to like, tell a good narrative, right? But right, well, a narrative, but like with weird non-narrative, like you know, messaging moments. Like it, it's just on. it's just a good compromise. So it's a fun thing. But anyway, 
when I was like, I wonder if people, this video impact, because music videos used to impact people. Now no one cares, but like it used to, it used to be an impact. But when I went down, it was like, oh, 300 YouTube comments. I'm like, oh, this is a healthy amount of discussion. And 299 of them were no need or need for speed underground too. This is the song. When you go fast, like everyone was like, that's all they remember from. So I could see that my generation being like, if you hear a song, <laughs> especially if you hear a song from like any of the Tony Hawk games, mm-hmm. like, whoo, buddy. <laughs> Those that's you what those, that's those are what those are for. I, I didn't I did not go with and you sent me this as a potential pick and yes. I, I watched it and I thought it was interesting. Uh, was the Tim Burton music video for the Killers? Oh yeah, what'd you think of that? It's Bones, right? Yeah, yeah. The Winona Ryder like right. love story, mm-hmm. I guess. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And we were but talk- not good enough to be on your thing, not right? Not gonna be on the thing. Yeah. And like it made me kind of realize like maybe because we were saying like we we did an episode a little while back we were like Tim Burton like what do you have to do to like. Go back to your thing. Right. And that kind of was it, but it didn't feel like his, like... Well, because that's not his area either. That's the thing, is it turns out that no matter how visually talented you are, you either can and cannot make a music video or a commercial, right? Like, that's a very Mm -hmm. specific skill set. Some directors can do both, and you can imagine that they would be able to do both. Sofia Coppola, who I really like as a director a lot, she did a music video, and it was terrible mm. absolutely terrible i wanted to pick it and then i was like i watched it i'm like well, no why would anyone want anyone to watch this <laughs> forget i said anything <laughs> forget uh, look in the men in black light i didn't say they could all go watch it because it's terrible so you know i that's a i think it's a very or it's or that's how they get their start and then it's just ingrained in them right you know like like because like, like it, was, it, it felt like old school Tim Burton, which normally you think I would love, but for some reason right? like it just didn't land for yeah, me. And Beetle and I was House like, didn't work for you either. You're, I don't like, want to fucking talk about the Beetle House. <laughs> I ruined I I I ruined not only my own birthday but everyone else's when, day. When is your when was your last great Tim Burton experience? I know mine was Hollywood Bowl, but that doesn't count. <laughs> last great Tim Burton experience. Did you like Big Fish? I I'll tell you I did I did enjoy Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, okay. Yeah, I right. think that would Fair be enough. it. But I didn't see through the look. And even mind. that's old now, stunningly. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like time is slipping. Go figure. Time is gone. So, but anyway, if you have any on your guys' list that are really interesting, um, um, I know Gus Van Sant did some TV commercials and a lot of uh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Like, so if there's Nike any stuff. that you, you thought we should have talked about, throw them up on our Wes Facebook Anderson page. had that credit card commercial where it's him on set. He did. And it's doing that famous that. dolly shot that he mm-hmm. always does. Like, yeah. that's another good one. That, yeah, and they're doing the moves that they always do. That's the, that, that's the you know, part of you, like, part of me wants them to surprise me. Part of me wants David Lynch to do just a complete, straightforward MasterCard commercial where, like, someone just rolls out, buy something, walks off with a smile and you're like and it's directed by david lynch you're like mm-hmm. what's in there there's gotta be something in there it's like those weather reports he's doing a, right now a, yeah a david lynch mastercard commercial would be like they go to the grocery store they're checking out and when they swipe the card like the card moans and you're like oh <laughs> <"Ugh!" laughs> no 
<laughs> Back in the wallet. That's, that's true. That's what he did with Josie and Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, all right. Well, those were some good picks. I like those. I think I think that's a that's fun. Don't forget these. Don't, don't forget the works of your people. They, even though they're not movies, they're worth watching. Yeah, and it's it's, it's interesting. You kind of have to research a little bit and like find out. Like I could not confirm nor deny right, the PS3 commercials. <laughs> so if you guys know, let me know, yeah. and then let us know your other favorites. I would love to know like who else has done stuff that's just like I would have. I didn't know did it. Like it's fascinating. Totally. So oh, also leave us a review. That's always great. A five-star review. Put, they rec- put your recommendation in a five-star review. Yes. That's where you put it. Until next time, stay scary. Watch a bunch of horror movies and commercials and, and, and music videos, and videos if they still make them. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.